Ridge Runner Nation, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Ridge Runners Live podcast. On this episode, we have participants from the Run Across Ohio Virtual Challenge, Jen Call, Trevor Dunlap, and Bob Hunter. They each completed the event and have awesome stories to tell, and you're going to really enjoy this episode. All right, what is up, Bridge Runner Nation? This is Cam Wrench. I am back once again, coming off the bench to host for Wesley Harton while he is on his dirt car coverage road trip across the Midwest. Um, I'm so excited for the show that we've got tonight. We have three guests who all participated in the virtual run across Ohio during our COVID-19 quarantine, raising money for Camp New Hop. Uh, here tonight with us is Jen Call, Trevor Dunlap, Bob Hunter, and as always, the lovely John Dolovacki. Um, this is going to be a great show. I'm so excited for tonight. But before we really dive into our conversation, I want to remind everybody, whether you've seen every single live show we've done and every episode of The Rundown, or if this is your first time tuning in, you just heard about us um, from like the Camp New Hop post, maybe, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and introduce yourself there in the chat. Go ahead and ask any and all questions that you have for us or our wonderful guests in the chat there, and we'll try to try our best to get to them. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with our usual first question of the show, which is, what is everybody drinking tonight? Jen, if you want to lead us off. Sure. I'm drinking a, um, actually, it was um, for the Fuzzy Fandango, a wine that was created to benefit Camp Nahop. That's great. And uh, what about you, Trevor? So I've got the uh, Rheingeist. It is a Space Vibes IPA and uh, never had it, saw it in the store and it was a little little spicy at 8.5%. So I thought, you know, a little liquid courage. <laughs> yeah. All right. And what about you, Bob? Okay. I, I'm one of those guys. I like my hard cider. So uh, tonight I have a Red's hard cider. That's uh, okay. usually my go-to. Very nice. All right. I I pulling a Wesley tonight, and I dug deep in the in the in the fridge, and I got myself a Bush Light. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very very OU. It's what I had, and uh, you know uh, it's what I had. So didn't make it to the store, yeah. so it'll work out. But it's a, definitely a Wesley Hart move. So um. <laughs> for sure. And I have uh, some noon rest in an algae that my roommate left in our apartment because I. And preparing to move from Chicago to Columbus should be my last trip uh, tomorrow morning. So, got nothing in the fridge right now. <laughs> you still made time for us. Yeah, I was able to. Uh, most of my possessions are in a pile in the middle of the apartment. So, <laughs> left the uh, left the desk together um, to uh, post this show because uh, I am really really stoked on um, Run Across Ohio and Camp New Hop and everything that. Uh, run across Ohio did for them. Um, so to kind of start and dig into our show here, uh, let's ask each one of the guests, you know, why did you sign up for run across Ohio? Uh, Jen, if you want to start us off again. Sure. Um, so my kind of journey with run across Ohio started the month before, um, with a 5k a day in May challenge that, um, Brian Poland texted a group of us, um, with the race management team. And I was in the typical quarantine mode. I was on the couch eating ice cream and comfort food and 
really needed a swift kick in the pants to get going and to get back into a more healthy lifestyle. So that text came through from Brian in April to do the 5K a day in May. And then when he told us about this crazy idea for the run across Ohio, I thought there's my ticket to keep this going. So that's, that's why I kept going and, and was my motiv motivation to keep moving. So, yeah. Trevor, what about you? Yeah, so uh, obviously I, um, well, let's let's go backwards a little bit. So all good things that are crazy often start with Brian Pullen. <laughs> so uh, I get this phone call from Brian that says, hey, Trev, I, I, I came up with this uh, this idea and uh, I want to involve Canton Hop. And obviously I'm, I, I'm the executive director for those of you that don't meet, know me. So I was like, okay, tell me more. This, this is awesome. So he, uh, he asked the question, uh, can we do this? And he's like, I said, wow, that's, that sounds terrific. And, and, uh, he said, well, we're gonna, we're gonna launch this thing in about 10 days. Uh, so let's, let's get going. And Holy cow, off we went and, and uh, involved my team. I had one of my, one of my, uh, uh, team members join the, join the cause and actually trail Brian and video it and all sorts of stuff like that. So of course I was like, count me in let's, let's go. And summer, I need, I need motivation to run. So, uh, winter is my, my, my shtick. So I, I need, I need motivation in the in the <coughs> summer and it was it was great because uh we really needed the help sounds like you were busy with that bringing on you with 10 days to go <laughs> <laughs> how about you uh bob what what made you sign up for this race uh again um, <clears throat> numerous races had been canceled or postponed this spring and uh I run the miles anyways. Um, I'm one of those guys I'd rather run and train than race. I, that's just how I am. And so when I found out that every mile is going to benefit Camp New Hop, pretty neat place. Uh, I, for a number of years, I've been running over there, uh, the 50K, the fuzzy 50K. So it, it was a no-brainer. Brian, Brian's a great salesman. I mean, he, it doesn't take much uh, – take much um, – motivation from him to get me to sign up for stuff he does so it, it basically to help help the camp out and uh, again i'm, I'm going to run the miles regardless so miles will put them to a good cause yeah uh, that sounds great and then so um it seems like you all came to this from a little bit of a different position but you all knew brian poland too um so what were uh, your guys's um sort of like backgrounds going into uh, the run across Ohio. Um, tell us a little bit about how you think of yourself as a runner, um, those sorts of things. Well, I was say, Jen, if you want to Yeah, I'll go first. That's just kind of our order. I do not think of myself as a runner, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I've done a couple of um, like couch to 5K training things and just <clears> – <throat> big running fan. I love walking mm -hmm. and I do walk very fast. Uh, my husband did many, 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 almost every one of the miles from run across Ohio with me. And mm -hmm. he was often running to catch up as we're walking because he's the runner and I'm the walker. And so I definitely don't think that Brian um, scolds me sometimes and says, you know, you're just not you know, a fast runner, that's all. And so I, I came at this from a fitness standpoint, not a runner standpoint. And um, so, yeah, maybe one day, maybe. Well, so, uh, uh, frankly, if you, 
say that you're, you know, a very fast walker and a very good walker, you know, you might want to look into a ultras. I hear there's a lot of walking in those. Oh yeah. <laughs> at the very least I do a lot of walking <laughs> when I run them. Um, just kind of a very motivated shuffle between snack stations in the woods sometimes. Um, but yeah, what about you, Trevor? So, uh, it was an interesting thing for me in the spring because, you know, my organization had to pivot this, that, and the other. And I got so focused in the weeds on how to to create opportunity for people in the digital realm that, you know, you can get so lost and trying to work so hard uh, on creating change. But anyway, uh, one of the things you asked about running and this, that, and the other, uh, one of my colleagues that helps me run the, the Fuzzy Fandango actually gave me my Christmas present. And this is this kind of sums up... Uh, how I think of myself as a runner and coming into this thing and, and I'm going to put it on right now. I'm perfectly <laughs> mediocre. And so he always asked me at the end of a run, how, 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 how was it? I said, it was perfectly mediocre. And so that's kind of it. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm consistently mediocre and that's, that's the way I, I view my, my running ability, but like uh, Bob, albeit my running uh, mileage is a lot less than his. I'll, I'll be consistently running. I need one of those, but I don't wear hats, but I need like a t-shirt. Isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah. Like it is a great cap. It was one of the best Christmas presents I ever received. That's gonna yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. That is really great. And then uh, Bob, you already mentioned that you would uh, you would have ran the miles anyways. So we got a little bit of uh, what you were about, but if you wanted to follow up now. Well, you know, I live out in the country, obviously. Uh, I have a large farm, a tree farm, the fifth generation here. And we have miles of trail. So for me, it's so easy. I can just, I just go out the door, put on my shoes and away I go. I don't have to drive to a location and I have multiple options, uh, different trails I could run. Uh, if I don't want to run trails, we have miles of back roads that uh, very sparsely traveled. So it's, it's a perfect place for trail running, for ultra running. Um, if I want to do some asphalt road running, we have rails to trails not too far from here. I can, uh, I can actually run from my house to get on those. So yeah, I'm just in a perfect spot to run and a perfect, uh, point in my life too, at my age and, uh, my level of responsibilities now. So I, I have more free time than I had when my children were home and, and, you know, I'm a school teacher, so I have the summers off and, you know, first thing I do, as soon as I get up in the morning, I go for a run and get my run in and, and then I, I get it on with my day. So I'm, I'm just, I live in a perfect spot to run. Yeah. I have the ideal spot. I, that sounds awesome. I want one of those big old farm with a bunch <laughs> of trails on it. I'll leave my house and it's all pavement. Mm. Yeah, I, I try to stay off of pavement as much as I can. Yeah. Well, that certainly that uh, sounds like a really great situation that you got going there, Bob. Um, so now that we kind of know a little bit about why you guys all signed up for run across or run across Ohio, I keep wanting to say run across America in my head, um, why you all signed up for run across Ohio, um, and a little bit about who you are, what were all of your goals going into this event? Uh, Jen, if you want to start us off, just keep going that way. You know, simply was to complete the darn thing because it was very daunting going into it. You know, I did 107 miles in May and I thought, how am I going to do 245 in two months? And so it was really just to finish and, and, and that was accomplished. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Trevor, what about you? 
So for me, I, I knew uh, my perfectly mediocre expectations. So I, uh, I was, my goal was to have the 245 by the nine weeks and, and do my 27 miles a week and, and just uh, go through it. And, and I'm not a very regimented person. So, you know, one day I might run this distance the next day, you know, I might not run and then I might run, you know, uh, four miles the next day. I just knew what the, that needed to calculate to and it gave me a, a purpose and, and uh, it was really cool just to get out there and, and have a, have a, I think to focus on something positive. All right. And uh, what about you, Bob? Okay. I kind of piggyback this uh, virtual race run with uh, the one that signed up for the first of May. Uh, it was one that Lazarus uh, Lake put out. It was the uh, great virtual race across Tennessee. So I had signed up for it in May. And then in June, when uh, Brian's race across Ohio. I just kind of, again, I just kind of piggybacked it. And for the one uh, race across Tennessee to go across Tennessee and back, I knew, I knew how many miles I had to have each day. And, and those miles just kind of led into also uh, running uh, miles that were um, counted towards the uh, race across Ohio. So again, I kind of piggybacked the two races together across Tennessee and across Ohio. Okay. And so, Bob, then you ran virtually across at least two states. Any plans to ever run across a straight uh, a state in person, or maybe virtually uh, you, do all the states? <laughs> well, you know, again, it's so easy just to run the miles on my farm, um, mm-hmm. and I, I have this thing about asphalt. I, I love running on grass, leaf matter, pine matter, rocks, dirt. But when it comes to asphalt, that's a different animal. Um, just how I feel, how I recover from it. And there's also those uh, those vehicles you have to put up with. But here <laughs> on the farm, you know, I don't have to put up with any of that. So I don't know. I probably not. I I haven't made. It. I have a perfect situation to run, and I don't I don't ever want to leave it. So probably not. I, if I, I I accumulate the miles here, but actually run it um, physically, probably not. Yeah, that's uh, perfectly understandable. <laughs> All right. And then, so what um, were the biggest surprises for y'all as the weeks of this challenge? I think for me, it was the um, joy and excitement I had and and that I looked forward to getting miles in every day. That was um, not something that would have been on my radar before June. And um and I think the other thing too is, is my ability to put this as a priority in my life. You know, everyone in our family knew that we had miles to get in every single day and it was happening. And if there was something else going on, well, sorry, it's going to have to wait until we get the miles in for the day. And so that was a surprise. And then getting friends of ours roped into the race as well and joining us and, you know, they'd invite us over for dinner, um, and I'd say, fine, but we have to get miles in. And we did. And it was in their company with their encouragement. And we even um, traveled to Texas over the summer um, for a vacation at the end of June, beginning of July. And we got our miles in in that Texas San Antonio heat. And it was hotter than all get out. But we were committed to it. And we did it. And and mm-hmm. it was just that um, persistence, I think, was the biggest surprise, I think, for, for me personally. <laughs> All right. And uh, you, Trevor? Yeah, sure. So one of my things that really surprised me, uh, I live in Worcester uh, and 
I also get to run uh, the hop down in uh, Mohegan State Forest area. So bridge a couple of different communities, right? So when I was out running, I would run into people literally not like, you know, tackling them, but I would run into them and, and, uh, they'd be yelling out to me, Trevor, we're running across Ohio. You know, we're, we're supporting your organization and, and people that like, I haven't seen for a long time or people that I didn't expect. I, I saw some people that, that, um, I didn't know had that passion for running or maybe they're like Jen that that's like, Oh my gosh, this is my thing now. So it was really amazing to have that, that connection of humanity all come together and obviously, uh, to support the the cause of which I, I have the privilege of, of organizing and running uh, the hop. So it was it was just really I don't know I, I love people and and what they bring to, to the world that they're doing this through running. So I was just stimulated by that every day. Awesome. How about you, Bob? Well, my wife also signed up to uh, do the uh, run across Ohio. So. One thing that surprised me is how is how she the miles she put in. Um, she probably went from running 20, 25 miles a week. She actually had a 40, 50 mile week in there. So we ran all those miles together. So one of my biggest surprises is probably uh, the amount of miles she ran to uh, to get across Ohio. It was good. It was good that we could run all those miles together too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so it seems like a lot of your answers kind of involved community, um, whether that was in like the form of family um, or with Trevor's example of just like seeing people from across the road there. Um, so how do y'all see this event or um, maybe events like this growing in the future or what your participation in events kind of like these might look like in the future? I think it'll be interesting because, you know, this was the perfect thing that so many people needed during a pandemic that the momentum to join it was very high. I mean, over 400 people, you know, to do this crazy thing in a short amount of time was amazing. And so I think that momentum will help just carry it in the future. And goodness only knows where Brian's going to take it because he has crazy and amazing ideas. But, um, but yeah, I see it growing. I've seen people already asking on the Facebook page, is this going to happen again next year? So that's so cool to see that we just finished it and people want it again already. So I'm excited to see, and I will definitely be participating in the future. So. Yeah, that is really great. I'm thinking around the same time I could have used a uh, run across Ohio, but writing my master's thesis version. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That would have been hard. <laughs> that, that structure would have been really good for me. Um, you know, instead of going from having a day totally segmented to having, you know, a day where I could kind of do whatever I wanted. Um, and it kind of seems that um, you kind of hit on that too, Jen, that like the structure of this, um, you know, like, the plan, right? Like I have to do these miles today. It really motivated everybody who was involved in it. Um, and then what about you, Trevor? Where do you see events like this going, especially, um, you know, with like Camp New Hop? Yeah. So one of the things that's interesting is uh, uh, <clears throat> Brian has some ideas. And so one of the ideas that oh, Brian has for, for next year actually includes my myself and my team, which makes me a little nervous. Uh, so, so the concept might be something of which, where it would be a North to South and South to North. So my, uh, team would have a relay and we'd be competing against Brian. So he would go South to North and, and, uh, you know, the perfectly mediocre team would go North to South and hopefully we could beat him. But, uh, 
but I was, I was wondering if there's an opportunity for, you know, you know, there's a lot of races like the hooded coast or the Ragnars or something like that. So if we get post pandemic, is there, is there an opportunity to do something like that? Who knows? You never know what cockamity ideas that, that, uh, Brian will come up with to, to spice it up, uh, post pandemic, but I, there'll be a new iteration for sure. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that sounds good. I actually really like that idea of, um, like a Ragnar style relay or, um, um, the speed project is the name of it. It's a more of like a roadrunner type thing, but it's a relay that runs from uh, Santa Monica Pier to the Strip in Las Vegas. So, sort of similar to that, if we could have like a Route 30 uh, run across Ohio relay, um, I'm certain that me, John, and Wesley could probably find a few more people to be on our team. I'm not trying to do a 70 mile day <laughs> for that. <laughs> At least not in uh, the shape I am now. Um, so yeah, that sounds uh, real great and real exciting. Um, but what about you, Bob? What do you think? I think it's definitely a win-win situation. Uh, anytime you host an event like that, you know, it gives people that added incentive uh, to be active, to go outside and to run, uh, to walk, just to enjoy a good, healthy physical life. But at the same time, you you help a good cause, such as Camp New Hop. So yeah, I, I can see more of those types of. Uh, events take place where again maybe they're not that highly competitive race where you know you're trying to to place high in your age group but yet you're you're trying to get your miles in either through hiking walking combination and at the same time raising money for a good cause so it's a win-win situation hopefully we can uh, keep doing more of those events even uh, once this pandemic is over yeah mm -hmm. and so um Building off of this and this experience, do you all have any other big goals for the rest of 2020? Any long-term future goals? Um, is there anything, you know, like doing Run Across Ohio, did you learn that, you know, you were capable of doing more and now you've set an even bigger goal, maybe, that you want to share with us tonight? I think my goal is just to keep that momentum going, to keep active and to keep moving. Um, you know, we have kids and they have busy lives. And so it's, you know, learning that balance now of fitting in an active lifestyle with our activities of our, our children and all of that. And um, so that's, for me, my biggest goal. I, um, in the midst of doing this, I have been watching my diet and all of that. And I've lost 25 pounds. So I guess that was another surprising thing um, that I forgot to mention, but it's to keep that going, to keep that healthy lifestyle and to keep moving and keep active. So other than that, I don't have a, a goal race or to determine to become a runner, but you never know. Congrats on the weight loss. Thanks. Always an exciting part of uh, running. Yeah. It allows me to eat more. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, There's great. a uh, Brendan Leonard who runs the, uh, the semi rad blog. He did a great film with REI called how to run a hundred miles. But um, he has this thing where 20 miles is automatic pizza. <laughs> so like if you have a 20 mile day, no matter what happens in the rest of the day, they'll just always order pizza. And I, I have also embraced that attitude. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, what about you, Trevor? You know, I think, uh, consistency. So, uh, just continuing to go down that path. And, uh, I think a goal for myself is uh, I start to ramp up miles once it gets to fall and winter and just get to the point where I can roll off the couch and, you know, run a 25 K if I feel like it. 
And uh, I'm not there right now, uh, but I think that would be a, a, a good goal as we move into the, uh, the fall and winter. All right, and uh, what about you, Bob? Uh, um, you know, definitely want to stay healthy. Uh, I'm putting in quite a few more miles than I did last year, but I, I feel good. Um, again, it's I think it's a type of running I, I do that allows me to put in higher mileage. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Mohican 100 goes off. Uh, I'm signed up for that. Uh, it'll be the end of October. And then the fuzzy uh, coming up. So there's, there, there are a few races on the horizon. Hopefully, uh, they're not canceled or postponed. But uh, it, definitely my goal for 2020 is, is to stay healthy, uh, to get the miles in, and, and really hope for uh, 20 to be canceled that was in, um, reopen and get a chance to run them. Awesome. Speaking of uh, the fuzzy, since we have the fuzzies RD, um, you want to elaborate a little bit on that um, and, and kind of what you guys are thinking, maybe? I don't want to put you in the hot yeah. seat too much, but. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're, we're thinking that the typical 550 number will drop to 400 and the 400 will be uh, split between two days. So it would be two fuzzies, mm -hmm. a Saturday and a Sunday. And then each race would be um, run, uh, you know, the different times, but there would be time slots for people, maybe based off of prediction time. And then, you know, five people go at nine o'clock, five more people go at 9.03, five more people at 9.06, so on and so forth, and, and uh, have a little truncated uh, thing, all assuming that we can get a permit from the state forest. Although we have some other tricks up our sleeves, we're talking to some of our other friends and some of the other uh, jurisdictions. So uh, we've gotten some permissions. So my board's on board. Brian's on board for trying to create a safe environment. So we're gonna we're gonna see if we can pull it off. So the, the plan is, if they're all the stars align, we're we're going for it. Ah, mask though, we're gonna have some wicked cool uh, swag <laughs> that's gonna deal with that. I was just on the the Burning Rivers race. Um, website and they had they were selling masks on their store and I, I just noticed that I, I didn't realize but it's I mean I'm not surprised but I just didn't realize that people were going to start putting their like logo on masks and selling oh them. yeah right here yep so it's a good mm -hmm. idea though it's like <laughs> like the best advertisement you can get out there <laughs> yeah it'll be fun and we'll, we'll remind us you know when we put that thing on the wall after 2020 to to say man look at that wasn't that crazy back then and it's almost like your own metal uh, you can leave that one on the wall. We don't need that anymore. <laughs> um, of all of the 2020 predictions coming into this year that I had, like with my goals and everything else, um, getting a free mask in race swag was not something that I ever would have expected to happen. Um, so it's good that we're uh, kind of all making this work, um, you know, as, as unexpected as it has been. And so, as mentioned earlier, Wesley is gone, but currently active in the chat, really, somebody using his name is. Um, <laughs> and he says he's listening on mute currently, and that we would all make great mimes, especially Trevor. <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have a serious question. <laughs> he did say, um, what were some of the ways that um, you all stayed motivated during the run across Ohio? 
sometimes you may not have want to, or if you're going out for your friends for those dinners and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, we could just, you know, hang back one night. But what, what was that plan? We had a Google spreadsheet that we used our, our group of friends and us um, to log our miles so that when we got the weekly email from Brian, we knew exactly what to plug in there. And I did not want an empty square. So that was um, one big motivating piece and um, to keep it going is I didn't, I didn't want to be the one that had a blank in there. So simple little thing, but it worked. So. And, and for myself, uh, my wife and my son both did this as well. And so uh, my wife is uh, quite competitive. Uh, she uh, stands 5-1 on a good day and uh, <laughs> she can crush me when she wants to. And it's just, I didn't, I didn't want to lose. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just the way it is. And it's, uh, and my son, he's a high school cross country runner and, uh, you know, just, uh, kind of a family affair, which was pretty cool. How about you, Bob? You there? I think we might be having some technical difficulties. Bob did say he lived in a farm, so he's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So. <laughs> With lots of trees around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime you document something on a daily basis, that's a little bit of You never want to see a blank. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can even make out a single word. <laughs> we, got, we got a couple of phrases there. Uh, hey, hey, Bob, if you can hear us, if you want to mute your video and see if we can get your audio going. Mm-hmm. You're getting real choppy right now. Yeah. Can you? Oh, and he's and gone. I, I think he disconnected. Well, um, a little bit of fun Ridge Runners trivia for all of you at home is that uh, Wesley and John are the only people who can do tech stuff. And that um, my master's degree involved very little technological uh, computer kind of stuff. Um, I'm basically just a questions guy. Um, so uh, while we work on trying to get Bob back on the show, um, if you would, Trevor, um, we've talked a little bit about what Run Across Ohio is for. Um, we've mentioned, you know, there are 435 participants, you know, 111 people uh, had a gold medal for 245 miles in just under five weeks. Uh, let Tell us um, a little bit about the good that this did for Camp New Hop. Um, I don't know how specific you want to be, um, but yeah, just take it away. So the interesting thing for me for, for Camp in the Hop, just, just a background, my parents actually started this in 74. So I'm second generation and we are a 501c3. And uh, uh, it's interesting trying to carry on that legacy of, of perpetuating something forward. I took over in 2008 when my dad died. Uh, I think 2008 when he didn't know anything, uh, you know, global crisis with an economic crisis. Well, we got through that. Now we have a pandemic. And so um, for us, our our whole model is getting people together, whether it's um, a residential summer camp for kids with special needs or uh, 
outdoor education, those things, we usually put about 8,500 people together uh, in a year's time. And so our whole business is based off of, of providing that safe, nurturing, dynamic learning environment where people are empowered to succeed, whether we're doing a trail run or whatever it else. So we can't do that during a pandemic. We can't get people together. So the, the we've lost about 80% of our overall uh, cash for the year. So of what we, we should have. So this type of thing is going to uh, help us survive and get to the other side of the pandemic. So the, the meaning of this to us is that uh, through events like this and, and other things that we're, we're doing collectively as an organization, um, we will live to see another day and be able to serve people for another hopefully 46 years. It's been around for 46 years. So it means more than people know uh, because it's uh, there's a lot of families out there counting on us. So uh, I'll get choked up about that. So I, I really love all of you that that, that helped make this happen. You, you have no idea. Yeah, that's I work on the up other end to jump in just for a second of working with people with special needs. And I see the benefit that the Camp Trevor Runs has on these kids. So I, that was another reason for me to jump into this event too, is to be able to support something that helps the kids that I work with is a no brainer too. So kudos Trevor for doing such an amazing job. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's always great to hear um, about how communities can come together in these times of needs and really help each other out. Um, but it looks like we might have Bob back. Uh, it appears he's transitioned rooms. Oh yeah, um, we had, to, had to move up a, up a flight of stairs. So hopefully it works better. All right. Well, I can hear you fine on my end, John. How is he? He's good. All right. Okay. Uh, so I am trying to remember. Um, have to motivate. What was the? Yeah, that was the question that you cut out during. Thanks, John. Yeah. Okay, so again, I think uh, just documenting um, no, nobody wants to see that blank space looking at them and each day and again with my wife doing the race across Ohio any day she went out and ran and if I didn't run I'd feel a little guilty so <laughs> yeah, just uh, um, hold each other accountable and, and Never want to see that one day of the week where uh, that was a big motivator and um, keep going. This be a common theme amongst everybody is the not wanting to see a zero on a day or not wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, have their mm -hmm. family member beat them. Right. <laughs> I know something that motivates me a lot um, when running is trying to beat Wesley. Um, and that's all fun and games until you're at an aid station at I think like mile 34 of the Shawnee 50 and you get told he's about two hours ahead of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, that is, this race isn't going to plan, is it? <laughs> or even in the run across Ohio, like we, we both signed up for it. And yeah, like, I was like in three weeks in and I looked at Wesley's thing and he was like 200, some almost 200 miles, a little over 200 miles. He did, cause he did the hundred miler for Shawnee. And I was like, I'm at like, hundred miles Wesley's over 200 and I'm like, okay, this isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even when he's not here with us, he's here with us. Cause we've got to talk about him. Um, so Brian Poland, um, believe it or not, he's watching this too. Um, add a question in the chat for you, Trevor. And he says, you are one of the three people who has seen the full length documentary about run across Ohio. 
And he says, without spoiling it, so no spoilers, right? Uh, what can you tell us about the documentary? So the uh, the documentary is uh, almost a feature film. It's uh, about 55 minutes long and it captures the whole experience from from the morning to the end. And um, here's, here's how I know it was good. My, my employee, Josh, uh, it was serendipitous that, that I hired him last year and he had the, uh, the skill set of being a uh, videographer. The fact that um, he was able to capture that whole experience and the, the, the roller coaster, we'll call it a roller coaster towards the tail end. But my daughter came in, my 15 year old daughter, and I said, Hey, we're going to look at this thing. And, and we're watching it, this, that, and the other. And uh, she's like, dad, this is really good. And so I got, you know, at 55 minutes with my 15 year old daughter because she was compelled to watch it. So that tells you a little bit about how good this thing really is. So I think people are going to really enjoy it when, when it gets released. It's pretty amazing. I'm excited to watch it. If you got a 15 year old to watch it for the entirety of it, then it's got to be a good movie. It's got to be good. Yeah. It's really good. And it's cool. You know, if you think about like Ohio, like I almost think like the governor needs to watch it. Cause like, you know, like it's, it's going across all the small towns that we all experienced when we had all those little, uh, you know, weekly check-ins where we had a little mm -hmm. video footage and just seeing those towns and in, 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 in essence getting to have part of that experience of those communities of which we all live. It's, it's a, it's a pretty neat and powerful thing about the, the state that we live in. So how, how awesome is that to showcase, Hey, we are Ohio. This is, this is pretty great. We're not just, you know, those great cornfields that Brian got to run through on miles and miles and miles on end, but uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Maybe tweeted at the, tweeted at the governor when it comes out to get him to maybe put on his COVID special <laughs> announcements like he's done with a lot of other uplifting stuff so it'd be a good place for it i think so absolutely it brings it bring a lot of awareness too to the camp so let's tweet at him all day long yeah we'll do it <laughs> you guys heard it as soon as that comes out yeah. everyone's going to tweet at governor dwine you guys yeah y'all heard it here first um <laughs> so Moving on, we've got uh, some more questions that we want to ask. Uh, they're a little bit more about running. Um, and I was also thinking, let's flip the order so we can have Bob take a, take a couple of turns going first. Okay. I feel a little bit like we're late <coughs> to uh, him down there. Um, so what, um, for all y'all, if you could run with one person in the history of the world, let's mm. say that they're going to run most, if not every step of the run across Ohio with you, maybe if they get too annoying, you know, you can kick them out, right? I don't know who y'all are going to pick, but if you could run with uh, one person in the history of the world for that, who would it be? And you can start us off, Bob. Oh boy. Uh, well, that's a good one. Um, uh, I would have to think, um, you know, since I, I consider myself more of an ultra runner than a, a marathoner or a, a road runner, probably someone like Scott Jerk. Uh, met Scott a couple of years ago at Boston. Uh, he had a book signing and just had a, I was in line to, to get his book. We only had a few minutes, not even that, just a few moments to chat with him and really seemed like a down to earth guy. And just uh, one of those, he's about my same build, about my same height. And just, uh, it, it was just pretty cool the few, a uh, little bit of time I had to talk with him. So. I think, I think it'd be pretty cool to go with a little run with Scott Jerick, uh, just with his background and 
some of the iconic races he has run. Um, some of those I kind of have on my bucket list. Maybe I'll get them, maybe I won't, but it, it'd be kind of nice to pick somebody's brain like that, especially during a nice long run. So I'd have to say uh, Scott Jerk would be the guy I'd want to go for a long run with. Fantastic choice. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about you, Trevor? Who would uh, who would you pick? You know, I don't. I don't really have a great answer, but you know, I uh, I was so compelled last year when uh, uh, Laz's race, you know, the the backyard ultra, and just watching uh, Maggie uh, go for the win, and you think about uh, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and and. Uh, she was kind enough last year to sponsor the fuzzy and, and just getting to chat with her prior to that and just uh, seeing that story unfold and like to have that experience with uh, somebody that has that type of grit. Uh, I, like Bob said, you can, you can learn a lot from, from folks that uh, are tenacious. And so I, I think she would be, she'd be somebody that would be really interesting to, to cruise down the trail with. Yeah. She's a beast. What about you, Jen? Who would uh, who would you oh, r- run with well, or, or walk? Or uh, yeah, I don't know many runners. I mean, I know some names and from people Brian has brought into the Akron when he was back with the Akron Marathon, just being involved with that. But you know, I did all of my miles for Run Across Ohio with my husband, and he's a runner, and I can't imagine doing it with anybody else again. So I'll have to say Scott Call. <laughs> Super really excited. That is that is just an incredibly sweet answer, actually. Yeah, <laughs> not at all what I expected. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so moving on from that, um, do you guys have any pre-race rituals, or was there anything that you would do every day, um, like? before and after some kind of ritual that you had around run across Ohio that wasn't just running maybe. And Bob, if you could start us off again. Well, something I do before any race is I, I leave my clothes out. Uh, my bib, I have my bib on. I have everything ready. So all I have to do is basically crawl out of bed and slip them on. And even, even if I'm doing an early morning run, um, everything's laid out, socks, everything I need. Uh, if I'm wearing a hydration pack, it's it's loaded. So, you know, just it's, I don't want to have to think about what I need when I get up that morning. So I take care of that the night before. As far as post uh, race, it's just usually after, I, especially I have an ultra. Uh, I have one of those stomachs where um, when I finish an ultra, I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to drink anything. And it, it takes quite a while before my stomach settles down to where I can eat or drink. So. Mostly my post-race, uh, if I have anything at all, it's just trying to collect myself and to, uh, to get to the point where uh, I, I can't start eating and drinking again. So that's, that's pretty much my pre-race and post-race. Good ritual. My, mm-hmm. Like Bob, I do the same thing. I like to get all my stuff ready and uh, a little anal attentive about that. But uh, my pre-race, like the night before, I have, I'm kind of notorious for being made fun of because I really don't think about eating right. So, <laughs> so I've eaten some really obscure things the day before a race, and uh, sometimes that works out well, and sometimes that is not a, not a not a terribly good choice. And so uh, there's always a uh, uh, there one ritual. There is always one IPA the night before a race. So that that is uh, that is something that happens. And then post race. 
Uh, depending upon uh, context, I, uh, the same thing. The, the gut, it takes a little while. And then once, once, uh, once I get through that, drink some uh, good electrolytes, then, then, uh, then I enjoy the uh, after experience with my, my, my fellow runners. All right. And you, Jen? I um, really battled, especially with running across Ohio, towards the end, um, some major blistering and things like that. And so um, tri-slide became a good butt of mine before any walk. I made sure I put that on and just taking care of my feet and um, being able to get through those last couple miles was a challenge. So, um, so I, I think that's something that moving forward you know, I'm going to be more conscientious about and will become a ritual to make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of, of those kinds of things so that my feet are going to be able to carry me for many more miles. All right. And then, so kind of a recurring question that I've been asking a lot during this show. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm actually working on a playlist with all of these songs, but um, if ultra running or just, you know, running in general had walk-up songs like in baseball, uh, what would your song be? Or what was the song that you listened to most during Run Across Ohio or something like that? Trevor, you want to go first with this one? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I ran into this band a couple years ago. I was driving down to Asheville, North Carolina, and... Uh, there's this band called Cloud Cult. Have you ever heard of it? Any of you on in the screen? No. So amazing. Like really, really, they're all over the place out of Minnesota. And I've just been hooked. And so they have this song called Everything You Thought You Had. And I just love that song. And it just it just builds and builds upon each other. And uh, they have some really interesting lyrics. And, and uh, I, I love lyrics. Lyrics are, are the most important thing to me. And so like, this band is is just amazing. So that that's the one that's really sticking to me. It played a lot in my playlist during this. Uh, a lot of Cloud Cult, and so everything you thought you had, you gotta Google it. One more time, what's the band? Uh, Cloud Cult, C L O U D Cult. All right, everyone, write that okay. down. I, I hope you're as hooked as I am. I'm a little odd, it. so you know, <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll give it a shot. Uh, courtesy of a. Uh, Tracy Falbo and, um, you know, the, um, continued joke with, uh, Travis Zippel, the playlist already does have nine to five by Dolly Parton and oh, Old great. Town Road on it. So it's going to be a little eclectic. I hope everyone's prepared. For that. <laughs> um, but then, uh, what about you, Bob? Um, was there any music that you listened to during the <clears throat> across you know, Ohio? I, I don't, I mean, I, I've never run with music, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a naturalist. You know, I love listening to the birds, uh, just whatever's taking place and um, on the trails I'm running. I, the wind blowing through the trees. I love listening to my own breathing. Uh, so I, I've never been a guy that listens to music, but I will say this: uh, I've run the Columbus Marathon a few times, and and when they start that race with uh, Bruce Springsteen, "Born to Run," that, that that's pretty cool. I mean that's 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 a cool song to start a race with. But as far as personally, I I, I don't listen to any music when I run. I I listen to nature. That's that's my music. So. Yeah, can attest. I've uh, run the Columbus half a few times. It's the mm-hmm. same start. They shoot off the uh, the fireworks and they oh, play yeah. "Born to yeah. Run," and somehow I felt like I could hear it for like the first twenty minutes of the race. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how that works. Well, yeah, the big speakers they have, and they turn them around. 
the blasts yeah. towards okay. you. So you probably hear them for a good, mm-hmm. good half mile at least or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that adds to the whole vibe too. You know, when you're there and they have all the speakers and everything's like really loud, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, cool. like really cool. Yeah. yeah, my watch was freaking out. It was saying I had a 200 heart rate. 20 seconds into the race. It's like, I, I wonder why <laughs> they're uh, shooting off fireworks a hundred feet in front of me. Um, but yeah. And then what about you, Jim? I didn't listen to a lot of music just because my husband was with me. And so it was more talking and um, that kind of thing. But I, I'm a big fan of, and whenever I do walk and listen to music of popping in like the eighties and nineties hits. And so I can't think of any one in particular, but yeah good 80s and 90s tunes okay what's next wesley yeah so um kind of keeping with the theme we've talked about the future a few times already in this show um sort of like the future of the run across ohio but in let's say the next decade is there any one long-term goal that any of y'all have your sights set on, like maybe a race that, you know, I want to run this in a couple of years, uh, you know, something like that. Bob, if you want to start us off. Well, uh, if you're an ultra runner, I, I think the top of the list has to be UTMB, uh, Charmony, France. Uh, you go around Mount Blanc uh, from the French Alps to the, Italian Alps, uh, Swiss Alps, and back. Uh, that, that's a Super Bowl of uh, 100 milers of ultra running. So I think that would be the ultimate. Um, if, I were, if I were to pick one goal race yet to run, then that would that'd be the top of my list. Um, there's a couple iconic ones. I, I'm still, I did, I did Western a few years ago, Western States, and, and I'm accumulating tickets again for that one. I, I would love to run that one again. But uh, I'd say at the top of my list right now, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to go out there and tow the line at UTMB. It'd be a good one. Yeah, it's a good answer. We were just talking about the uh, the Columbus Marathon start environment. If you've never seen videos from UTMB of what that start line looks mm-hmm. like for a for a hundred mile race, um, yeah, I would totally really recommend it. The atmosphere, not only around the whole race, but just like that moment on the start line, and then with all the different finishers as they come in, just seems really incredible. Yeah. All right. And then we'll just keep flipping the order up. What about you, Jen? What are you, uh, long-term goals? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't think of any offhand. Um, I've done some five Ks, um, in the past. So maybe to change it up and put a challenge to maybe challenge myself to do a 10 K at some point in the future. Yeah. That's really great. Um, and then what about you, Trevor? So I, I kind of got my eye on uh, stage race. I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, if you think about the theme of the run across Ohio, Brian did that in three days. But, you know, um, I think the Trans Rockies or uh, um, something along those lines where you have uh, day after day after day after day of that experience with a festival type of uh, of. I kind of like the liveliness of uh, hanging out with humanity. So uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, I used to live in the Rockies in, in my early twenties. So uh, coming full circle, that'd be, that'd be terrific. Yeah, that uh, sounds really great. So 
what I'm hearing is that we just need to put on a stage race version of the run across Ohio <laughs> where um, I believe trans Rockies isn't self-supported, but you know, we could set it up where we have pre-reserved campsites every day. Um, something like that, that we'll have to we put that idea out there, you know, somebody write that down and uh, hold on to it for us. <laughs> it's a fun idea that, that could, that could have some legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, thinking about uh, the people who, you know, maybe that you told about Run Across Ohio and they were just like, oh, well, I couldn't imagine doing something like that. Or, you know, or you tell them that you ran however long, you know, and they hit you with the classic thing that I hear a lot, which is, oh, I don't even like to drive that far. (laughs) Um, What would you tell them about your experience with uh, Run Across Ohio? And why, maybe if they're interested or thinking about doing it themselves, why should they do it? And uh, Bob, if you heard us, I know you were moving the camera around there. If you could start us off. Yeah. Oh, you have an issue again. Um, you know, it's obviously it's, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's a win-win. You can, you can, you can kind of get that habit of exercising on a regular basis. You can, uh, you know, you use that time not only to benefit your health, but also to uh, benefit the world cause. doesn't have to be Camp New Hop. There's plenty of other um, charitable organizations that benefit from from these style of runs, these types I think it's just uh, do something good for yourself and at the same time do something good for uh, a charitable organization. Yeah, be a good reason why. Yeah, I think that, that win-win is, is such an important aspect of that. So can you still hear me? Or? Yep. Yeah. I think I must be off again. You were mm-hmm. cutting in and out, but we got some of it. Um, if you couldn't understand it, seems like what Bob was trying to say was that, um, it is a win-win like we've said before and doing something like the run across high, it helps yourself because it helps Mm -hmm. you get active. Um, and it helps you have like strong goals and a routine and commitment to something. And it also helps a really great organization like Camp the Hop. Um, and it helps raise money for them. So you think with each step, you're helping somebody else out and you're also helping yourself out. True. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And then uh, what about you, Trevor? So one of the things I think is really interesting about these type of things and getting people involved is, um, I don't know, with the right structure in the right uh, environment, you can guide people to a new comfort zone. And I think by, um, I don't know, making it accessible and making it something that that's positive, no matter what we do with, with people. I think if we create those type of environments and we get people there, that we can impact their ways, uh, their lives in positive ways. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of stories over the years of people that have gotten involved in things like the run across Ohio or the fuzzy or other races, whatever, whatever it is. And they set goals for themselves and they're like, Oh man, I did that. I can, gosh, like I, wow, that was amazing. And so like, if we come alongside people and we help them get there and then, 
wow, we did this. Now I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And, and it just kind of perpetuates that goodness and, and moving forward. So that's kind of how I like to think about these type of uh, events that we, we are uh, a collective of people that kind of support one another and, and uh, do some really neat things. And uh, that, that's kind of how I think about these type of experiences. Yeah, that's a that's a really great way of putting it. Um, and I mean, I've been saying this for a while, but I, the community is what kept me coming back to trail and ultra running. Um, and one thing I would say to people myself is, you know, if you're interested in this, but you know, you don't want to commit to doing a big run, you know, uh, volunteer at a race and come out and see what the community is like and interact with people. I know I showed up to races alone as a volunteer, like kind of scared, kind of nervous. Um, and people were really great. People were super accepting. And I also got to help people out on those days. Um, it was really a great way to see the community without committing to, you know, running 30, 40, 50 miles uh, myself. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, what about you, Jen? You know, I think everything Bob and Trevor said and, and that sense of accomplishment and, and helping others, um, you know, our group of friends that did this, we it needed that motivation, you know, that reminder, did you get your miles in today or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think building those bonds with people is what, um, you know, is, is going to help motivate other people and, and that success that you can achieve. So. I think one question question we forgot to ask earlier was um, total mileage. What did each of you uh, oh, yes. rack up for the whole nine week or was it nine weeks officially, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had 245, just over 245.7, I think it was. <laughs> um, but at the end, like I said, I was battling some major blisters. So I was happy to, to get it finished and get those done a day early. So, Yeah, that's great. And uh, what about you, Trevor? I'm looking it up right now. So uh, I, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, oh, he's uh, 268 miles is what it, what it says right here. 268. Okay. Nice. All right. And then, Bob, you already said you would have ran the miles anyway. How many did you end up with? Uh, well, I believe I had a little over 700 miles. Um, <laughs> Just only seven. 700. So the, the race across Tennessee, I had to average <laughs> a little over 10 miles a day. I had to average 10 miles a day, a little over 10 miles a day to get to the point I wanted to um, to go across and back. So that was an added incentive. And, you know, I had the time to run. I was off this summer, so hey, it worked out. Um, and, you know, I, it was a, uh, you know, it was a good, it was for a good cause, and I knew I, every mile I put in was uh, college chills up, was uh, adding some extra money for every mile, so. It's just uh, it's a good incentive to run a little more than normal. Well, I, I think I just set a new goal for myself. I want to be Bob Hunter when I get older. Yeah. That's what I want to do. <laughs> between, between owning the farm and the 700 miles, there's really, you can't really go wrong. No. <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say, 
um, something like the run across the high really demonstrates um, is that, you know, not everyone's miles are the same and not everyone's goals are the same and you're doing great. Um, you know, whether you're getting out there just to walk around the block or you're walking at the back of the pack of an ultra or you're like our buddy Travis Sipple and you're 200 yards off the front a quarter mile into the thing. Um, you know, we're all out there doing these things for ourselves and to be a part of this bigger community. Um, and I think that's really just great that we can all uh, participate in something like this. Absolutely. Any other final comments or, or uh, closing remarks from anybody? Just being the uh, the organization that's benefited from this, and uh, the, for the families that that we get to serve, uh, once again, the uh, it's really cool to to see how this is uh, this has come together, and and uh, it uh, thank you to everybody. And where can everyone find uh, your website or more information to you know support, help, and learn more about what you guys do? So our website is pretty simple. It's nuhop.org, nahop.org. And uh, there's a lot of information in, in the, the programs that uh, we've talked a lot about mm -hmm. is the, the summer camp for kids with special needs. So we'll put that link in the description and everyone should go check it out if they haven't yet. Um, I think that's everything for this evening. I want to say thanks to everyone who took the time out of this lovely mm -hmm. Thursday evening to hang Thank out you. with us. Thank you guys for being on the show with us. Thanks for doing amazing jobs with your miles, um, getting it done, blisters, getting it done in, you know, 700 miles. Um, mm -hmm. It's all awesome. Make sure you guys like, subscribe um, if you enjoy our content. And we will see you all next week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank see you. Guys. See you later. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, version of our nation.